All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News, where today we have not but one, but two great guests. Joining us today, Congressman Jim Jordan from the great state of Ohio. He's been on here many times. He has a lot to say about the January 6th commission, the tactics, the honesty, the accuracy of the investigation by the January 6th commission in Congress. Yeah, the one run by Benny Thompson, and you guessed it, Adam Schiff, a guy who's had a lot of trouble getting stories accurate. In fact, he's been the purveyor of some of the most inaccurate false allegations in Washington over the last four or five years. And so Jim Jordan, the ranking Republican on House Judiciary, is going to join us. And then we're going to hear from Alan Wilson, the current South Carolina Attorney General. In fact, one of the longest serving attorneys general in the United States. He's been a leading plaintiff in a lot of the lawsuits that prevailed in defeating federal vaccine mandates for healthcare workers, for private businesses, for federal contractors. Really a central voice in reigning in federal overreach in protecting individual freedoms and liberties. Also one of the leading attorneys general in the fight against human trafficking and sex trafficking, particularly of young children and kids. Really a very, very influential voice in law enforcement, very successful, respected on both sides of the aisle. Alan Wilson's going to join us. It's going to be great two interviews. You're not going to want to miss it. But let's go to one of our favorite topics. Yep. When you think of the FBI, I know you think about my reporting on Russia collusion and the other good reporters who did great work on that, Sarah Carter and Molly at the Federalist and a couple of others, but the issues of the FBI's incompetence, their failures, their deep-rooted problems are so numerous. Russia was just a microcosm of a very troubled law enforcement institution. Keep in mind, 80, 98, 96, 97, 98, 99% of FBI agents do their job well. They follow the rules. They don't politicize law enforcement powers. They recognize the Constitution and they try to put bad people away. But maybe it's not 99% anymore. Maybe it's falling down even a little lower, 98, 97%. Why do I say that? Well, just look at the last year. We thought the FISA problems were specific to the Trump-Russia investigation. We found out there were two dozen other cases, some on Chris Ray's watch where that wasn't the case. We know that Andrew McCabe was fired by the FBI for lying in an investigation. And then he got his pension restored. What consequences? If you get fired, you get to keep your pension after the fact. And what message does that send? We know that the FBI terribly, by its own admission, terribly mishandled the Olympic sex scandal. The doctor, Larry Nasser, who sexually assaulted all of those Olympians, and the FBI failed to act quickly and promptly. In fact, the year delay led to a dozen, two, three, four dozen more victims. There are questions about the FBI's conduct in the January 6th investigation. There are, thanks to the Associated Press and some work we did here at Just the News, 
there were numerous supervisors who were involved in sexual harassment and sexual abuse of colleagues, particularly female colleagues. That is there. And today, I'm going to tell you a new one. And you're going to think, ah, that can't be true. You're making it up. It's a Hollywood movie. Come on, Solomon. No chance of true. Well, guess what? Not one, not two, but six FBI officials have been caught soliciting and procuring prostitutes overseas. That's right. Engaging in unlawful behavior, engaging in reckless behavior, because once you've been caught overseas with a prostitute, you can be leveraged by a foreign intelligence agency or bad actors. And guess the outcome. All right, so none of these guys are going to work there. The FBI allowed them to retire or they were terminated. But guess what? Not a single one of them got prosecuted, even though most of them, according to U.S. Justice Department Inspector General Michael Horowitz, yeah, the same guy that gave us the Russia collusion report that unraveled a lot of it and confirmed a lot of my reporting. The same guy found none of them were prosecuted. They got to leave, some forcibly, some by retirement, meaning they kept their pensions. This sort of behavior is reckless, right? Remember Pete Strzok having an affair? You don't want a counterintelligence agent working Russia cases to have an affair because maybe Russia or China or some other malign actor will do it. But these are even worse. Beyond having an affair with a colleague, which in the case of Peter Strzok, that was the case. He was having an affair with Lisa Page, the FBI lawyer working with him. That office romance should be prohibited for many reasons, sexual harassment, other reasons, but also because they can be compromised as, as counterintelligence agents. A foreign power finds out about it, twists them on it, and get, gets them over a barrel. That was one of the things that we learned about Robert Hansen two decades ago, the FBI convicted of spying for Russia. But now you got FBI agents going overseas, probably on our dime, doing work, and they're having sex with prostitutes, soliciting them, procuring them, and then lying about it, not being able to tell the truth. Remember, Mike Flynn got charged with a felony. Paul Manafort got charged with a felony. Lots of people are getting indicted for lying, just not the FBI agents. And it's creating a separate standard. FBI agents can walk off and retire when they engage in criminal conduct, but everyday Americans that they arrest can't. This is ongoing. It, it, it is a sign not only of an institution that has an FBI gone wild problem, right? Really reckless, almost unthinkable behavior by the G-men of the FBI. There is no disciplinary system. It just keeps going on and on and on and on. And you have to ask yourself, at what point can those who fund the FBI, those who oversee the FBI in Congress, allow this institution to continually and continuously fail the American people. Yeah, there's always bad apples in every, every institution. This institution is getting a lot. And why is it important? Of all the institutions we have in America, the FBI has some of the most awesome powers. The power to spy like they did on the Trump campaign and Carter Page. The ability to look at your phone records with a warrant the ability to investigate and arrest and change lives, put you in prison. If they're not living up to the code that they are holding their defendants to, their targets to, their suspects to, the entire system becomes broken. It becomes ripe with distrust. The FBI should be an institution of honor, of law and order on its own turf. Forget about the people it's pursuing. This case today, which is up on Just the News, check it out. FBI gone wild is the headline. FBI gone wild. Bureau officials had sex with prostitutes and escaped prosecution. Just read it and ask yourself, how many more of these black guys can the FBI endure? How many more instances can they find bad behavior and let people walk off? They've mismanaged confidential human sources. They've lied to the FISA court. They've misled the FISA court. They altered documents in the Russia case. They dropped the ball egregiously to the great victimization of, of maybe four dozen women on the Olympian sex abuse case. They have problems in the Whitmer case, the uh, plot to kidnap Whitmer, their lead agent there. Now you got them soliciting sex, having sex, procuring sex with prostitutes, and lying about it overseas where foreign counterintelligence enemies could pick up this behavior and use it as leverage. Just ponder that. I think we're going to ask Alan Wilson about that in a little bit. He's been a lawman for a long time, 
with great success and I think would be willing to weigh in and tell us what he thinks. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. we got two amazing guests, Jim Jordan, followed by Alan Wilson, the South Carolina Attorney General. going to be a great show today. Let's take a quick commercial break here from our great sponsors and advertisers. Remember to support them. They've got great products and services. They give you great discounts because you're a Just the News John Solomon Reports fan, and they make our journalism possible. You want to say thank you or say, how can I support you, John Solomon, Just the News team? You can support us by supporting our advertisers because they make what we do possible. Keep that in mind when you hear these next messages. We'll be right back with Jim Jordan right after the break. Hey, folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. As promised, a very special guest, uh, someone who lights up the show every time he comes here. Joining me right now is Congressman Jim Jordan from the great state of Ohio. Congressman, welcome <laughs> to the show. John, good to be with you again. Thanks for all you're doing. We're doing great. What a what a week it's been. Uh, you you and I both yeah. know Mark, Mark Meadows pretty well. Your reaction to the House vote last night, finding him in contempt, yeah, despite no. all that he's yeah, turned no. over. Right, it's disgusting. I mean, this is this is I said this on the House floor, you know, 10 years ago, they the left weaponized government to go after conservatives. Five years ago, they weaponized the FBI to go after uh, the, the spy on President Trump's campaign, abused the FISA process, spy on his campaign. A couple months ago, uh, the DOJ uh, went after moms and dads who were simply standing up at school board meetings. But yesterday may have been the lowest because, you know, this as well. And your listeners know this, that Mark Meadows is a good man and he is my friend and. We know the kind of individual he is, and for 
for the Democrats to do this and completely destroy executive privilege, which has been around since 1794 when George Washington first asserted it, right. uh, destroy executive privilege and go after a guy who is who is a good person. Um, it is just as wrong as it gets and just shows how politically crazy this committee is. Yeah. And then listen, this isn't like uh, there are some people who just don't cooperate, right? They just go cold. They're not doing anything. But this guy's turned over a lot. And all he's asking for is the courts to resolve these privilege issues before he's forced to turn over other stuff. Yes. Why isn't yes. that resonating? Why, why won't they listen? Because, you know, in two years, the tables could be turned on the Democrats. Yeah, because it's not about getting to any kind of truth. It's not about figuring out anything. The FBI's already figured that out yeah. about the, 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 the bad stuff that happened on, on uh, the, the rioting and looting and, 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 and attacks that happened on January 6th. They've already right. figured that out. Yep. They've got a report. This is about going after your political enemies. And, you know, this is, this, these are the same group of people who told us, you know, Adam Schiff's on this committee. Adam Schiff's the guy who told us, oh, the American people don't get to know who the so-called whistleblower is. You don't get to know that. But we can destroy executive privilege for our political advantage, what they believe is their political advantage. I mean, this is frightening stuff where they're taking the country. You know, and I, I again, I think the American people see it. And I think that there's going to be a big change come Election Day next November. You mentioned the word enemies. Have they just created an enemies list and Donald Trump and Mark Meadows and all? It seems as though there's been a four or five year effort to just use the wheels of government to to destroy political enemies of the Democrats. Is that is that a fair assessment? Yeah. or Is that too far to stretching it? No, it's totally what's going on. It, it, it's so bad that that you can have a left wing political group write the president of the United States a letter saying invoke the Patriot Act to use against parents. And five days later, the attorney general of the United yeah. States will do a, will issue a memo to U.S. attorney districts all over the country, which does exactly what a left-wing political group asks them to do, namely treat moms and dads as terrorists, use, use the counterterrorism measures of the, of, the, of the FBI to go after moms and dads. Yeah. Now, in the end, it's all designed to chill speech. It's yep. all designed, like what the IRS did was designed to stop the uh, conservatives from getting involved more politically. What, what, they, what Merrick Garland did was designed to stop uh, moms and dads from getting involved in school boards. What the FBI did was designed to stop Donald Trump, who was going to come to that town and shake it up, which he did. So it's all designed to stop their political enemies and stop conservative and, and uh, you know, ideal. So um, it's, it's frightening stuff. It really yeah. is. Yeah, it really is. And I think Americans are waking up to it for the first time and in a, in a, getting full, full vision of it. Um, Adam Schiff gave us the dossier, read it into the record, turned out to be a bogus document. During the Ukraine, one of the impeachments, yep. I remember, it was the second impeachment, he had a text message that was doctored, I think, maybe by Eric Swalwell. Yesterday, there were some text messages between Mark Meadows and a congressman. Uh, the Federalists suggest that you're that congressman and that the, the message was doctored. Is that true? Yes, I mean it was. I mean it was it was doctored. It was a text message that that was uh, forwarded on to uh, to Mark, and it was just this is again shows how partisan bias and and wrong this this one six committee is. Um, who can trust anything they do if they're willing to doctor a document and mislead the American people? Who can trust anything they do? And this is the same committee who's responsible for trying to put Mark Meadows in prison. Because make no mistake, what they did yesterday, they want Mark Meadows to be put in prison for simply upholding a privilege that Donald Trump has, has, has claimed and that exists for the president and has been around since 1794. And according to the United States Supreme Court, exists for the benefit of the American people. It's yeah. for us, we the people, why we have this privilege. So the top advisors to the president can have candid conversations to make the best decisions on behalf of the American people. It is remarkable. And it's, there's a moment where they're going to ruin this because there won't, there'll be a time when Republicans in charge and all this precedent that the Democrats have, have created yeah. is going to be turned on them. You'd think they would use a little more wisdom. Um, uh, speaking of wisdom, the spending that's going on, constantly raising the debt ceiling, one trillion, two trillion, three trillion, five trillion. CBO can't even get the deficit right. It was, you know, no, it was free. Yeah. And then it was 300 billion. Now it's three trillion. Uh, is there a consequence on the horizon for the American people first? Because that's what I'm worried about. The Democrats will pay up. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Same here. I'm worried about the, what does this do worried next about year? What it means to families. Well, I think the real question maybe is even what's it done already? We have the highest inflation in almost 40 yeah. years. 
And Joe Biden said, no, no, if we spend more money, it's going to help inflation. Like there's there's not a rational person on the planet who believes that. But the president of the United States said it just a few months ago. And obviously he was wrong. Everyone knew he was wrong. And we're seeing the, the implications and the, and the consequences, I should say, of, of of this decision to spend, 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 spend. And they're trying to do more. You imagine if they spend another two to five trillion. It's really about five trillion in this package right. that they're talking about over time. Uh, but they're saying it's two trillion. Can you imagine if they spend that, if they actually do this build back what this so-called build back better. I don't think it is. I think it's build back worse. Um, if they get that passed, what that will mean for real wages for moms. So real wages were up. Real purchasing power was up yep. under president Trump, Trump for everybody. Now it's down for everybody under Joe Biden. So um, yeah, this is terrible. Let's hope that Senator Manchin, Senator Cinema do what they said they would do and not, uh, yeah, not vote for this thing. Last line of defense for sure. Um, as as you look out now, uh, the FBI. We've been through so many iterations of the FBI. The failure of the Olympian investigation. The failure of the Russia case. Uh, Andy McCabe walks off unpunished while lying to the FBI. This morning, yeah. the Justice Department Inspector General put out a new report. Six FBI officials all overseas solicit and procure prostitutes, and then lie about it in official investigations. Some get fired. Some are allowed to retire, but none get prosecuted. This pattern of no punishment, how troubling is it to you and what can be done? Is there a moment where this can be changed? Yeah, well, yeah. When when you get uh, President Trump runs for re-election and uh, gets elected in, in 24 and takes office on January 28, 2025, uh, and you put in an attorney general who's willing to hold people accountable and have it be equal treatment under the law. If you did something wrong, you should be held to account. And um, that, that, that doesn't seem to be the case because, as you point out, Andy McCabe lied to the FBI, lied to the inspector general. It's not in doubt. And not only, not only got his pension back, got his legal fees paid for. Yeah. Merrick Garland settled with him. So that's the scary part. But, yeah, it's, it's what troubles Americans so much that, they're, that this country is a country where it's supposed to be equal treatment under the law. And there's not supposed to be uh, unique privileges for the so-called elite like Clinton and McCabe and Comey and Page and Strzok and Lois Lerner and those kind of people. Yeah, they've become household names. The last question, because I know how busy you are. The uh, 2023 comes around, Republicans may be in charge of Congress. You're the chairman then of the House Judiciary Committee. What are some of the most important oversight issues you want to jump into right away? Yep. I mean, gain of function, our tax dollars going to the eco health system, then, then going on to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Uh, you know, Dr. Fauci knew on January 31st, 2020, that this thing most likely came from a lab. He got an email from Dr. Christian Anderson, which said virus looks engineered, virus not consistent with evolutionary theory. That is a fancy way of saying this thing came from a, the lab. And yet he misled us for over the last year saying, oh, no, 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 that's not the case. He got articles written and everything else. So we need to investigate that um, because the idea that we're funding, we're, we're paying people in China to do this kind of research is frightening. And then, of course, we, we also got to get to the bottom of the uh, the school board issue, what what the Justice Department is doing, uh, how they're treating and this threat tag label that we got from a whistleblower uh, that they're they're putting on parents is 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 frightening as well. So those are some of the big investigations. And then, frankly, it's going to be tough to get anything passed into law, but we should still go ahead and pass it out of the House. And, you know, Joe Biden would veto it. But, but we need to pass Section 230, which takes away the liability protection yeah. for these uh, these big tech platforms who uh, always want to always want to squelch and, and censor conservatives. Yeah, a lot of people watching and rooting for that. Last question. It just happened a couple hours ago. A very respected Canadian molecular biologist testified before the parliament in British, Great Britain, the British parliament, that uh, the lab leak theory is now the prevailing, prevailing most likely cause of the virus and there is growing evidence that it was bioengineered. The British parliament is willing to listen to that testimony and hear that. Why yeah. not this Congress? Yeah, who knows? Why, why won't this? Uh, why won't this? Uh, this uh, our government, and, uh, you know, with the Fauci team, where there are thirty-three thousand people who work work at NIH and CDC, yep. uh, a budget uh, combined budgets of over fifty, fifty-six, fifty-seven billion dollars. Why won't they do a study on natural immunity? Why does it we have to rely on studies from all over the world that show natural immunity is actually good? I mean, well, why can't you know thirty-three thousand people in that kind of budget for this for this virus that's changed our lives, changed our economy, everything else? Why can't they do so? Yeah, these people. The, the, what they have told us, how many different things they've misled us uh, is, is, is frightening, um, is just wrong. So that's why we need to do that investigation uh, as soon as we 
soon as we win back the majority. Yeah, important stuff to watch. Congressman, it's always a pleasure to have a conversation with you. Thank you so much. And if we don't talk before, then please have a Merry Christmas. You too. Merry Christmas. Thank you, sir. All right, folks, we'll take a quick commercial break. When we come back, the Attorney General of South Carolina, Alan Wilson, you're not going to want to miss this interview. He is on the front lines of opposing a, a, a lot of the expansion of government powers, and he's won almost all of the big cases. Very important player in states' rights. You're going to want to hear from him right after this commercial break. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest, one of the longest serving state attorney generals in the United States, Alan Wilson from the great state of South Carolina is here. Attorney General Wilson, great to have you on the show today. John, it's great to be with you. First, let me say uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Early New Year. Hope you and your family Thank have a you. great holiday. Yeah, and it is to you as well. Such a such an important season of the year, and we've been through a long year, so it's going to be fun to celebrate. <laughs> yes, sir. You have made enormous uh, headlines this year on so many different fronts, both inside your state and out. But I want to go to the one that I think is is uh, perhaps been most impactful nationally. You took the lead on challenging the Biden administration's vaccine requirement for federal contractors. And you won once, not once, not twice, but three consecutive rulings saying this was an over overreach. Talk a little bit about what message the courts are, are sending to the Biden administration and the big government advocates in Washington. Well, first, for your for your listeners, let me go ahead and kind of frame it. There were three mandates that, that have come out this, since early this fall. Right. If you go back to September 9th, President Biden made an uh, announcement in a speech at the White House where he said that he was going to implement vaccine mandates using various levers of power in the federal government. Right. The first lever of power was through OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. And through that administration and the act that implemented it, he was going to mandate that you know 85 million plus Americans who are employees uh, in companies of 100 or more employees would have to be compelled to get a vaccine, uh, a vaccine against their will if they so cho- um, whether they chose to or not. So that was basically forcing employers to force their employees to get the jab or lose their job. The second one was the CMS, or Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, which is basically any employer who provides health care services and receives Medicare and Medicaid reimbursement, which is all of your senior citizens' uh, you know, facilities, all of your hospitals, health care providers you know, that rely probably nearly 70% of their income comes from those reimbursements. They would have to force all of their employees to get uh, the vaccination. And then finally, the third mandate dealt with 
the uh, federal uh, contractor mandate. And basically, people who had contracted to do uh, work for the federal government, you know, are now having the contract rewritten by the Biden administration to force their employees to, or compelling their employees to get the vaccine. When the president made this announcement on September 9th, my colleagues and I sat down and, and had a conversation. There were a number of private plaintiffs as well, but we decided that we needed to push back because this was a gross overreach of federal power. Um, if you look, John, and for your listeners, when you look at the history of vaccine mandates, no one disputes that, that the courts in the history of, of the United States have upheld vaccine mandates, but those vaccine mandates were instituted by state law. Uh, they were passed by state legislatures right. or the people's elected representatives, and they were done at the state level under the state's general police power, which the federal government does not have a general police power. All the powers of the federal government are listed in the Constitution. They're either listed in the Constitution or there are things prohibited in the Constitution. It is a very clear roadmap of what the federal government can and can't do. Anything not listed in the Constitution as a power is left to the states under their general police power. And Mr. Biden one has decided to basically try to have what what I would refer to as a federal police power and that they could just basically use the authority of the federal government. Uh, they could rewrite contracts. They could violate the Procurement Act. They could violate uh, the spending clause of the U.S. Constitution. They could commandeer state yeah. legislatures through federal power to compel its citizens to get the jab. John, for me and for many of my colleagues, this was not about whether or not the vaccine is a good thing or a bad thing. I personally have the vaccine. I know a lot of some of my friends have chosen not to get it. This is about the role and the relationship of the federal government with its citizens. For those people out there who support vaccine mandates or the growth of federal power because they happen to agree with what the federal government is doing, this is what I would caution them and admonish them about. You give that kind of power to a federal government, to the, to the actors in the federal government right now, one day there will be people in those positions that you do not agree with who will try to use that same power that you currently support to do things you in the future will not support. And that power will never be given back willingly. So you've got to keep the federal government constrained in its role. And that's what these lawsuits that my colleagues and many others have been bringing to try to constrain the federal government to its respective constitutional role. Yeah, it's so amazing to see the string of losses that this president has. I can't remember. I've been in Washington 30, 35 years nearly, and I've never seen a string of losses like this uh, This president has done. And all of them involve government overreach. You had another case that was really historic. You and uh, maybe a dozen other states attorney general uh, sued to block a part of the stimulus uh, bill that prohibited states from cutting their taxes. Literally told states, you can't cut your taxes. Uh, you won that one as well. Pretty remarkable that we're in a moment where Washington thinks it can dictate anything and everything. It's pretty, pretty unusual time in our history. Wouldn't you agree? No, absolutely. And what you're seeing is, go back to the beginning of the pandemic, when the federal government was locking everything down. This is even during the Trump administration, when they were locking things down because there was so much that people did not know at that time. Right. They said, the reason we're locking things down, the reason that we're requiring mandates, excuse me, why we're requiring mask mandates, this is before the vaccine, is because we want to flatten the curve of the COVID-19 trajectory so that we don't overload our healthcare system. Okay. And they said, that's the only reason for the mask. And now, once we had flattened the curve, they moved the goalpost on us for the reasons for mandating masks. And then mask mandates led to lockdowns. And, and then, of course, the vaccines came out. You know, it was all about flattening a curve and allowing the healthcare system to absorb the uptick in the number of patients being seen. But now that we have a vaccine, for me, the pandemic was over when the vaccine was distributed. Um, but now it's about moving the goalposts further back so that they can continue the crackdowns, the lockdowns, the mandates for the sake of power. And again, this is not about whether or not vaccines are good or bad or whether we should or shouldn't take them. This is about what is the authority of the federal government. And understand this. They're always going to move the goalposts further down. If they can mandate right. you do this for this reason, they're going to find a reason. They're going to find a reason to continue that mandate. And I personally, John, I feel like this president likes this pandemic because of when people are afraid they're more willing to give up their personal liberty. Yeah. 
And, and so the fear is what is allowing the federal government to grow its power. And that is what we've got to push back against. Yeah, such a great point uh, through the course of history. And, and even in recent American history, it's usually moments of fear where Americans surrender freedom and then try getting it back afterwards. It's hard. And that's why what you've done in these incredible lawsuits are so important, not only to the citizens of South Carolina, but really, really for the whole country. It's pretty remarkable to watch. There seems to be a little bit of shifting in the politics uh, of uh, mandates. And I want to just point out some things that all happened in the last week and just get your impression. New York Times wrote Sunday, you know what, enough with this big government crackdown. COVID's going to be around for a long time. We're going to have to learn to live with it. That was an unusual change of tone for the New York Times. Then you had uh, four Democratic governors pushing back on Biden's mandates. Uh, Jared Polis, Governor Whitmer in, in Kansas City, Laura Kelly, Governor Waltz in Minnesota. Two Democratic senators crossed over, joined Republicans and voted to repeal that uh, business vaccine requirement. Is it possible that there are cracks in the Democratic Party right now that maybe there are Democrats who think their own administration has gone too far? Well, I think what the, some Democrats are recognizing is, is that this is you cannot continue in perpetuity these policies. They also recognize that the policies are now starting to wear in the middle of the political spectrum. They're wearing thin. People in, in the polls are bearing out that they don't want to see this type of governance. The 2022 election is, you know, 11 months away. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think these people realize they need to pivot. That's why you're seeing senators and governors yeah, pivot away point. from this administration. Um, and, and going back a second to what you just said, I'm reminded and have written about this in op-eds of a, of a quote by Benjamin Franklin, where Benjamin Franklin said, they that can give up essential liberty for a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. And that is a very that is a very prophetic statement that Ben Franklin said, because people are willing to give up so much of their essential liberty for feeling a little bit of temporary safety. And, and that is what we have got to guard against that. You know, when you look at the Omicron variant, the Delta variant, the COVID in general, you know, during the period of the pandemic, yes. There, this is a serious disease. We should take it seriously. But when you look at the lockdowns, Florida is, I think, one of the oldest states per capita in the United States. They did not do any of the lockdown, lockdowns that California or New York or other northern, northeastern states did. And they had almost negligible differences in outcomes. In other it's words, amazing, isn't it? these liberal left-leaning left blue states are doing all the lockdowns they're not really having any better results with protecting their um, their populace, but they're destroying the economy. The, the depression rates are going up. When you don't let kids or senior citizens, you know, be able to integrate with society, you're having spikes in depression. You're, you're, I mean, p p businesses are falling apart. Families are not being able to provide, you know, they're not being able to provide for their children because they can't get a job. Um, so this is why, you know, Blue states in some areas of the country are starting to pivot to what red states have already been doing for the last year. Yeah, such a great point because they, they see that the, the, the citizens are much happier and the outcomes are the same, right? Yeah, the virus is going to take its toll when it takes its toll, and we've learned that from many other viruses over the years. Why yeah, this, John? If I yeah, if I if I can't interject, we just witnessed something happen in Virginia in the elections back in November. Absolutely. When 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 the left saw what happens when you overreach into the relationship between a parent and a child through your public policy. Yep. And you saw uh, the Republicans swept, you know, governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, house of delegates. Yep. And I think in a plus 10 democratic state. I mean, the state had been plus 10 in 2020. It's amazing. Yeah, a huge swing. Yeah. And so that that could be another thing that has got a, a lot of these left-leaning uh, states a little bit nervous. They're starting to recognize that they're on thin ice. Yeah. And, you know, you you and your colleagues and some of the governors also in these states, it seems as though federalism is getting a revival, that states' rights are beginning to prevail in the courts, just the way I think our founding fathers intended it. And, and I think your arguments have really revived that that spirit of federalism that, you know, is right at the founding of our, our country. It's been pretty remarkable to watch. You do a lot of other amazing things in your office. You've had some really big criminal cases, allegedly corrupt sheriff who's now been removed as he's been indicted. You've had the Murdoch case. Uh, but one place where you've been very 
aggressive and it's a scourge that a lot of Americans I don't think want to think about because it's so painful, but human trafficking, sex trafficking, particularly of children and young people, uh, you have really taken uh, that on as a big, successful prosecution area. How big a scourge is this and what do we need to do to get on top of such a horrible situation? Well, human trafficking, when you look at it globally, is a 150 plus billion billion with a B, uh, billion dollar industry. Unbelievable. The World Health Organization, the PolarisProject.org, other national, yep. international organizations project that nearly 40 to 41 million victims of human trafficking uh, exist in the world at any given time. The United States is the number one uh, destination for human trafficking. It is the fastest growing criminal enterprise in the world. Um, and so South Carolina recognized that as a state about eight years ago. We passed our National Human Trafficking Act. We were ranked one of the worst states in the country right. at that time for enforcement on human trafficking laws. Since then, we've been ranked, rated and ranked one of the best states in the country for our human trafficking statutes and the tools and resources we're deploying uh, at the local level to, to combat this, this scourge, as you called it, and I agree with that term. Um, other states are, are doing the same thing. We're recognizing that, uh, you know, modern-day slavery uh, exists in, in different forms than it did 150 years ago. This is just another one. And, and by the way, let's not stereotype. doesn't matter what socioeconomic uh, caste system you're in. doesn't matter what your race or your gender or who you are, what your political beliefs are. Um, you know, anybody can be a victim of human trafficking. And so we are really pushing back. And I'm so proud of what our state legislature has done in empowering us and giving us the resources and tools to push back on this horrible end on pandemic, or not pandemic, but this epidemic. Rather. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really South Carolina has really become a model. There's been a lot of uh, buzz. And I know you wrote a letter uh, just recently, you know, asking that some of the standards not be changed uh, in places where it could weaken this. How much has the border crisis this year contributed? I mean, People say, well, there's a direct relationship between uh, the border being uh, insecure and human trafficking. Have you seen that on the ground with the work that you're doing? So I talk to people at the federal and state level on the law enforcement side, and yep. I can't give you a statistic because usually those statistics follow the following year. Right. But there is anecdotal evidence that suggests that the drug trafficking and human trafficking trade are being fed by our border policies on the southern border. Wow. Um, uh, so it's not just a law enforcement issue, it's a national security issue. So this is something that, I mean, I, I wish the federal government was taking a little bit more serious. We just, uh, about six months ago, had our large, largest federal drug trafficking case. We indicted over 100 people with over 400 charges of drug trafficking, and it was being fed by the international drug trade, which is coming directly across the border. Yeah. So there's a ripple effect in states like South Carolina and others. Uh, by the policies that are not being enforced at the border are having a direct and disparate impact on states like South Carolina. It's really, really remarkable. I want to take one contrast before we wrap up, and I know you can't talk about the specifics, but I just want to talk about the larger principles. So we've had a numerous number of cases here in Washington where law enforcement officials like FBI officials have been caught lying. They've been caught uh, sexually abusing someone. Uh, today, six FBI agents or FBI officials are identified as having engaged in prostitution overseas. All of them escaped without punishment, whether it's Andy McCabe, the former deputy director, down to the six today. They get to retire. They get to keep their pensions. And, and there is no real consequence for behavior from people who are supposed to be the models of lawful behavior. You've had a bunch of cases, whether it's the state lawmaker that your state representative, Rick Martin, that you've recently indicted, the, the sheriff. It's important at, uh, for you, I, I take it from all this, that, that people who are in positions of power be held accountable. And do you see a contrast in the way Washington's handling bad conduct versus the way your state is? Well, you know, I, I don't want to say one way or the other, about how Washington's handling it. What I will say, John, is that when the public gives power uh, to government officials, either at the ballot box through a, you know election or through appointment at the federal or state level, they expect the people they give power to to wield that power honorably and professionally. And I tell people, if you're in an elected office, if you're in law enforcement, if you're in the legislature or Congress or you're the attorney general, there's a higher bar for you. Um, you know, because you have more power than the, the average ordinary citizen. And so the public has to believe that we are policing ourselves. Um, and so that, that as the attorney general, I kind of view it like this. Um, 
You're going to give power to elected officials and law enforcement officials. We're going to make sure that they're held accountable with the power that they're given. And the public has to trust that those with that kind of authority are being held accountable with that authority. And so that that's just a very clear philosophy that I've had for the last 11 years that I've been in this job. Um, and again, you know, we want to be fair to elected officials. They have all the presumption of innocence right. that an average ordinary citizen does. But, you know, when they abuse that power and they're convicted in a court of law, you know, that's our way of telling the public, we, you can trust us, we're going to police our own. And that's what I want my citizens and my constituents to believe here in South Carolina, regardless of what party you're in. We have indicted Republicans, we have indicted Democrats, we've investigated people from all walks of life at all levels of government. Some of the most powerful people, all the way down to the dog catcher, proverbially speaking. Um, So that's, that's, that's what we want the public to know. Yeah, it's a standard that I think most citizens really appreciate, and they get frustrated when they see people. There's two, you know, it seems like a perception of two systems of justice at, at the federal level. And John, can I say one other Please. thing? Please. Sometimes it's the right thing to do is to not prosecute That's somebody. Right. I tell people all the time, you know, when they don't like a politician and they see us, you know, not prosecute that person, there is bad government and there is criminal government. Right. <laughs> There's a difference. Yep. And I tell people all the time, I can't prosecute what I believe is criminal. I can only prosecute what I can prove is criminal. And if you, just because you don't like the elected official or you think what they're doing is an abuse of power doesn't mean they're violating a criminal statute. Yep. So sometimes my job is to say, hey, look, I don't like what they're doing. But I can't prove it or it's not prosecutable under our statutes. If you want to change the law, that's what the legislature is there for. So you also have to be a guardian of making sure that the power you have is not wielded in a way that is oppressive and that you're not using it to go on witch hunt. Such an important point. We saw that with the Russia collusion case where I did a lot of my reporting. It, uh, it can be abused the other way as well, weaponized for political purposes. Yeah, a lot, a lot of good people don't go into government because – they don't want to have a wit. They don't want to be you know, subject yeah. of a witch hunt. And right. so we want to make sure that the power we use is wielded responsibly. Uh, that is a, such a wise uh, standard to have. And, sir, uh, it's been an honor to have you on the show. You're doing so, so many important cases. I, I see it, almost every day something comes across my desk with something your office is doing. And it's uh, just an honor to have you talk and explain what you're doing and the successes you're having in the court system. So thank you very much for joining us today. And John, it's a pleasure to be on your show and your program, and I'm always happy to come back on. And I just want to say thank you to the men and women of my office who are doing so many wonderful things. It's an honor and a privilege to lead them, and and I thank you for talking about the good work that that, that they are doing. So thank you. God bless you, and Merry Christmas. You as well, sir. Thank you so much. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. So glad you can join us. What a day. Alan Wilson, a lot to think about there on on human trafficking, the border, freedom, the overreach of government on mandates. And then, of course, Jim Jordan always lights it up. Lots to say about January 6th, lots to say about the FBI, Russia collusion. Oh, my gosh, it is a uh, remarkable day. Two great interviews, a lot of news. Hope you enjoyed it. Now, we'll be back tomorrow with another great interview. We're we're lining up some good guests for tomorrow. I think you're going to like it. We'll have some more good investigative stories to have. Before we do, I want to mention our good friends at Annie Kid Club. You're at the last leg of the holiday season. You're probably thinking, you know what? I haven't done all my shopping. I'm running out of ideas. I don't have a lot of time. What can I do? Well, one thing you can do is you can give the gift of an Annie's Kit Club subscription. 
they have some of the most extraordinary products for any hobby or craft that you can think of. Yep, crocheting, knitting, woodworking, they're the best, right? And you can enjoy a monthly project, keeps you busy with your hands and your mind. You can do it with your children and your grandchildren. And then you could take what you make, and I love this about it, you could take what you make and give it as a gift to someone in need, a, a wounded warrior, wounded warrior's family. We've heard from the different families that did that, including a wounded warrior himself who found peace and strength and healing from his PTSD and injuries when he got involved with Annie's Kid Clubs. Well, to do this, you got to get involved. You got to go to annieskitclub.com and get started. Give it to a niece and nephew. I'm giving my niece a subscription for Christmas. I'm so excited about that. You give it to yourself. Why not? You deserve a prize for Christmas. Give yourself a gift that gives on all year. Here's the deal. Annie's Kid Club is such a great partner with Just the News. They're going to give you not 10, not 20, not 30, not 40% off, which would, by the way, be amazing. They're going to give you 75% off your first kit. Can you believe that? 75, three quarters off. Who does that? How do you do it? You go to Annie's Kit Club's dot com annie's kit clubs dot com slash just news that's us and this is an offer exclusively for just the news fans for john solomon podcast listeners john solomon reports podcast listeners you go to annie's kit clubs dot com slash just news you're gonna get 75 percent off whatever kit you order how amazing is that don't miss your chance give a gift you got a nephew niece a grandchild a child your friends at the social club give them this gift it's something that will give all year long they'll be working with their hands they'll be having fun they'll be making things they can be donating them through the various caring clubs and other things that they're doing don't miss it remember what they did for us for veterans day annie's kit club is about as good a group as you can get to annie's kit clubs.com slash just news 75 percent off who wouldn't want to take advantage of that? Don't stop. Go there now. Don't forget about it. All right, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all you do to support our advertisers and our sponsors. Thanks for tuning in, for learning, for reading. We hope we earn your trust every day with honest journalism and transparency, that digging tool on the, on the site, this podcast, where we have a conversation. We don't yell. We don't scream. We don't do gotcha. We ask questions and we learn in a civil environment. And I'm so grateful you join us for that. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Until then, may God bless you and may God bless this extraordinary country, the United States. Yep. Well, he always has. And uh, I ask that blessing be extended yet another day to our great country and to you, our listeners. Good night. We'll be back tomorrow. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite. You and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z -Pak. The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.